Crichton Noel, welcome back to the first Fearless and Devotion podcast of 2023. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, speaking of New Year's, we got the year off to a flyer at Solihull Moors yesterday. 2-1 win. Should have been a clean sheet, but we can't have everything so early on into the year. Um, I think all of us, bar one of us on here today, we've got a full house. Me, Andy, Liam and Reese were there. Uh, Reese, I'll come to you. Happy with... With how yesterday panned out, I mean, six points, obviously, against Solihull over the Christmas and New Year period. It was always going to be a different game yesterday. Um, how did you see it? Delighted. Um, tough place to go. Don't care what anyone says. You know, they might not be doing as well on the table as they were last night, but, you know, if they won yesterday, they'd have got up to fifth. You know, they're a strong side. Tough place to go, as we know. Um, we certainly didn't play that well. We were pretty strong. We looked dangerous at times. Um, but... I mean, these are the results that, that get you promoted, as far as I'm concerned. You go away somewhere nasty, you win a slightly scrappy game without your top, without your front two playing that well. So, yeah, really chuffed. A special word for Tom O'Connor, who I thought um, he's just really coming into his own, isn't he? And I thought he played really, really he did. well. Andy, do you concur about Tom, Tom O'Connor finally seeing the player that we all thought we were hoping we'd get? It seems that we've kind of got him sort of half a season, three quarters of a season later than we expected, but happy with how he's panning out? Yeah, it was a soft start for him, um, but he's had a run of games and you can tell the quality there. It's slightly sort of shifted the, the, the formation we're playing in, in the midfield and it looks more balanced. So O'Connor is sitting, Young is a bit further forward on the right and Lee is a bit further forward again on the left. It seems to be nice balance there. O'Connor's quite quite adaptive picking the ball up from either either from in front or behind him and he just keeps it ticking over. I only saw him give the ball away once. Um and yeah. you know that's a sort of TikTok midfielder we've needed for a while. And you know, shades of Ferguson there a little bit, just the way he sort of links everything together. Um I know that's a that's a big <laughs> to bestow on the fella, but you know it's worth it at the moment. The last couple of games he's been he's been Faultless. As people, I imagine they're very different people, Tom O'Connor and Darren Ferguson. But uh, Liam wasn't there. He wasn't watching from the salubrious surroundings of the Fat Boar, who sponsored this podcast and continue to do so. So thank you, Rich, uh, and to the Fat Boar for doing that. I saw Rich yesterday. He enjoyed the game as well. Liam, I imagine you watched the stream, did you? How was it for you? Yeah, it was good. Other than uh, on the stream, we had to put up with a lovely bit of sun glare from uh, the nice camera angle that they had set up in Solihull. But no, it was a, overall, it was, I mean, like people said, it wasn't the best performance uh, of all time, but it's the sort of performance that I don't think we would have necessarily got last season. We got the job done, even though it wasn't the easiest of games. Um, not every player was at their best, I think, a couple of you have alluded to the fact that our two strikers weren't really at it. But the great thing about this team is strength in depth. So if Palmer and Mullin aren't ticking over, you know, you've got Tom O'Connor who steps up with an absolutely superb free kick. Um, you've got Tanner Cliff grabbing his first goal. So there's so many different goal scorers in this team that I think that can only be a massive plus. Um, in terms of Tom O'Connor, I just love how he does the simple things really well. He's one of those midfielders who always seems aware of who's around him teammates-wise, just lays the ball off, gets the ball moving. Doesn't necessarily have to do anything fancy, but just does what we haven't had for so long in our midfield. So I I was thinking about what Steve Wright said at the end of uh, 
one of our most recent podcasts about feeling positive. And after that, I just allowed myself to start feeling hopeful that we can get over the line this season. All right, shut up. That's enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you mentioned the strength and depth. Obviously, Mendy limped off, limped off yesterday. Uh, there's a few little little niggles that we're worried about. Should we be massively concerned that we're getting a few more injuries? Is that just, just par for the course of this, this part of the season? And, you know, there's it's that silly time of year where people get mentioned about players coming in and players going out. Is Andy, anybody for you that you'd like to see loaned out? And is it a case, do we need cover for McFadzine now? Or? No. Um, you're just going to get injuries at this part of the season. I mean, if you think about it, there's only, I can two on the treatment benches there, Mendy and, and Davis. Um, Lennon, there's Lennon on Lennon's back, sort of, apparently. He's back briefly. I don't know where he's gone again. but Yeah, um, so I, I don't feel there's too much concern there. I just think that's a normal part of the season. It's a it's a busy period. We're going to be playing Tuesday, Saturday. You're going to you're going to lose people, but we've got a uh, we've got a squad big enough to deal with that. I do think they they need to bring in one more player. I'd like to bring in a pacey front man. We've said it for the last couple of weeks. That's what yeah. I want. Um, Couldn't agree more. This, this, this yeah. Mo Ice, the Mo Ice transfer rumours, Dean and Mill from MK Dons. I I don't see if there's any legs in that. Have you heard much about that? He's come back from no, injury. No, only what you what you posted on Twitter earlier. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how sort of how how good that 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 source is really. People are making good, people are making good points, and if that's their record signing, they're not going to let him go out on loan. And is he going to kind of come here and potentially yeah. bench warm as well? So there's lots of things to consider, I guess. So. We I agree. We need a pacey striker. We're missing that bit of pace at the end of games, as we discussed a few weeks ago. So I'll try not to repeat myself too much. Um, you know, classic example yesterday was Dalby right at the end. Um, and I don't blame him for this because it wasn't the best ball. It may have looked, I don't know, I saw a lot of people commenting on it. Um, I was pretty close to it and you could see that the guy, the defender actually had a head start on him anyway. And it was a, it was a tough ask and he's not a really quick striker. That's not what he's in, the, what we bought him for. Um, we need someone a bit like Cisnovich to come on at the end, who's able to just run into the corners and, and, and create some problems. Uh, and that's no light on Dolby, who I don't think it's fair to criticise that much because it's really hard to come onto a game when you've only got five minutes left. He's not really done a warm-ups since the start of the game. He's kicked the ball around at half time and he's expected to come on with five, even sometimes three minutes to go and just perform. Um, you know, I do think we need to be looking to rotate a little bit earlier. Palmer looked knackered yesterday. Personally, would have taken him off after about 65, 70 minutes, but can't. Uh, I, I totally understand, though, the position the coaching staff are in because they they've got a we 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 basically got a cup final every week so it it is tough um, but I do think we should rotate more if we can. Interesting. Okay, so before we bring today's guest in ahead of uh, this week's FA Cup activity, just another word on without without wanting to single out people too many times, but Tony Cliff, Andy, lovely goal. I mean, how much of a difference has he made? And I mean, in terms of him, not specifically, but him, other, the other players around him, I can't imagine you make many changes ahead of Saturday, especially not him. He has to stay in it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's made that left-hand side um, berth his own. Um, I would be amazed if he made many changes for Saturday. I think, try and tell the likes of Mullin, you're not, you're not playing in the third round of the FA Cup. You know, we, we've moved on a bit in the, since these we've had our new owners, but it doesn't mean we're too big for the FA Cup. 
we're not too big for the FA Cup. That's absolutely stupid. Let's play our best team. Let's go out there and have a good. Let's go out there and have a good go at it. I mean, this is you know we sold four and a half thousand tickets pretty quickly for this. This is the stuff that you we as fans live for. We've got to go out and try our best on that. And I think you've got to give it the first eleven. Also, you know, it is. It's not like we're playing Tuesday and again on Saturday. There is a bit of a break. It does let the likes of Palmer get his breath back a little bit. And I think they can go again. Um, and yeah, full choice. First first team 11 for me on Saturday. Happy days. Happy days. And a big thanks goes out to uh, Oldham Athletic for their late equaliser against Notts County. So cheers for that, Latics. Anyway, on to Saturday, Coventry City. If you are of a certain age as a Wrexham fan, you'll remember the last time we played them at their old Highfield Road ground in the Coca-Cola Cup. I think it was the second leg. Um, I can't remember the score in the first leg. But I'm sure our guest will tell us, no doubt. So we're going to bring in Miles Cadden. He's a presenter of Sky Blues fan, Fans TV. Miles, welcome. Thanks for coming on at a bit late notice. Appreciate it. How are you? That's all right. No problem at all. Thanks for having us on, guys. Are you... Uh... What's your feeling ahead of ahead of um, Saturday? Is it is it a help or is it a hindrance? <laughs> Very nervous. I think they're going to come and turn us over. To be honest with you. <laughs> um, oh wow! Yeah, honestly, think, yeah, yeah. I think I think Rob, Robbins has already hinted that um, we're not going to have a full team out. Um, we're we're very understrength our side. We, we our squad's very very thin. Um, we've only got a 21 man squad where um, the rest of the championship teams have about 31. So, you know, we we are very thin on the ground. So I, I think that he's already hinting he's going to play a few fringe players. Uh, a couple of the lads from the under 21s will come in um, and probably rest Victor Jokerez, our top goal scorer, because we don't want to uh, risk getting him injured, maybe. Um, and yeah, we, we just. Uh, that's what I believe that was going to happen. I don't think we're going to play a full full squad, to be honest with you. Interesting. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think it's um, it's captured the imaginations of the, the Coventry public too much. I, I, had, a, I had a look at the, uh, the sort of ticket sales before, and I think there's there's only one sort of stand that's got a fair few left in it. But I mean, what what's what's been the the average attendance this year, and what would you be happy to to sort of see? So you know, that's a passable passable attendance figure plus the four and a half thousand fans we're bringing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that many because I don't think we've sold that many, to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed um, with, with the attitude of some of the fans, to be fair. Um, you know, because, I mean, we, we go home and away, so we, we follow them everywhere. And um, we had a situation last year at Southampton where people were moaning because they couldn't get tickets. And then all of a sudden, we're in the FA Cup at home. We have a cup tie with Wrexham, who are famous on Disney+, Plus, which has been an absolute fantastic series. Love watching it. It's just been brilliant. My, my lad and I just glued to it all the time. And um, we can't wait for next series because you'll be coming to the CBS and we'll probably <laughs> see us on there. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm a bit gutted about our, our attendance for Saturday, to be honest with you. It's, it's probably the fans showing a little bit of um, disrespect. But in a way, you can understand some of them because there's not a lot of money going around. We've just had three home games um, and, and this will be our fourth in the, in a matter of about four weeks. So, you know, it, it's, it's been a bit of a hectic schedule for us. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, th- I think you've sold more than us at the moment, to be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> before, before we delve down in, into the Coventry team and who you think we should look out for, if indeed they play and so on and so forth, you you might even have cause to celebrate by the time Saturday's game comes around. Isn't, isn't that right? You, this, just give us a, a sort of 
general idea what's going on behind the scenes because most Wrexham fans will testify that we've been there with the whole charlatans and people wanting to take the ground away, blah, 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 blah. Try and give us an abridged version of what's been going on because I imagine it's quite a long, drawn-out version. But if you can give us a snappy um, synopsis of what's been going on, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. So, um, yeah, a few years ago, Wasp bought the ground um, and then we ended up playing away. We ended up going to... um, Northampton, then we ended up going to Birmingham for a couple of seasons. Uh, we came back last season, stuck a deal with the Wasps. Um, the, the London Wasps then went into administration, so they they went. But the part that owned the ground of the Wasps still owned the ground for about four or five weeks after. Um, and then we had a, um, a an inkling that Mike Ashley was looking at buying the stadium. Um, and then we had a, a guy who come in called Doug King at the last minute. Uh, 24 hours before said that he wanted to buy the ground. He also wanted to buy the club. Um, unfortunately, the courts um, didn't accept his bid, which was about four million more than what Mike Ashley offered. Um, and then Mike Ashley ended up buying the ground. The council backed the deal for Mike Ashley. I won't go into too much detail about it because don't want to get into any trouble. But um, it's it sort of gone beyond our backs again as as it has done when, when the Wasp took over. And now we're just waiting for a takeover from a guy called Doug King, who uh, is a local businessman now. He, he's he got a um, rapeseed oil factory in Stratford-upon-Avon. He's from London originally. Um, but then we've got another guy in the, in the wings. Um, he's, he's called Story, who, who he says that he had an agreement with CSU to buy the club. So it's all going on... Oh, on off the field and then at the beginning of the season we had no pitch to play on so uh, we've got a suspended um, five points deduction for the next two years if we cancel any more games between now and two years time we get five points deducted off our points <laughs> that's our club <laughs> oh, and to top it all off to top it all off we didn't have a club shop coming up to Christmas until about five days before and we've lost the best kit manufacturer in the world Hummel and it's our hundred and anniversary this season. We, we, did, we, we didn't have any stock up until about four weeks until Christmas anyway, I think, if that's right. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Hummel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a move to a Hummel. Um, P.S. <laughs> Sean Harvey, if you're listening. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, most of us here will, will know all about um, trials and tribulations of off-pitch strife. So we can definitely sympathise with, with, with you there. But, I mean, against that background, backdrop of kind of turmoil if you like Mark Robbins seems to be doing a pretty reasonable job really is, is he is he well backed and liked by the fans no is is I tell you something the guy deserves about 150 million medals of what he has to put up with um playing from home for two years winning winning league one um winning the checker trade final keeping us in the championship this long and on gotta be Probably the third lowest budget in the championship. As I said, the squad squad is twenty one man squad, um, and you know the guy. It's not just him though. You know, Mark Robbins has done an amazing job, but he's got a brilliant backroom staff with uh, Aidy Vardas, who's got lots of links with Chelsea. So over the years, we've had a couple of uh, young Chelsea lads come in, and you know, really. Uh, thrive under AD and Mark Robbins and then we've got Dennis Lawrence as well I mean we've just got um, on a free our, our only signing apart from two two loans in the summer was Casey Palmer and Bristol didn't like him they didn't want him 
He's come here. He's played under 80 and for the under-19s at Chelsea. And the guy is just, he's, he's, he's flourishing, flourishing again. He's, he's lovely to watch play football. Um, and then, you know, to find the likes of Callum O'Hare and, and players like that and Victor Jokerez, who, who was at Swansea for six months on loan from Brighton two seasons ago. We took him on in January. Then we signed him for a million pounds and a lot of fans were saying, what are we doing? And then he scored 17 goals last season. Um, the, the, you know, he, he just, I don't know how he does it. I really don't, on such a small budget, I, I really don't know how he does it. The, big, the biggest loss for us now is Callum O'Hare is out for nine to ten months. And we're, we've all been crying this week. <laughs> oh, good. You mentioned Dennis Lawrence. He's obviously, we, we've had him on the pod. Obviously, a Wrexham hero around these parts. I think he still lives locally. Um, could have been a Wrexham manager. Um, wasn't the right time for him. Him and him and that back backroom staff that you mentioned there and Mark Robbins seem to work quite well. I mean, from the outside looking in, we don't know how much impact Dennis is having as a coach. I mean, do you you, you see more? You read the the, the newspapers, see what's going on. How much of, of a say does he have on that team? And I, I imagine some of the younger kids are going to come into it on Saturday. No doubt he'll have had a a big influence on some of those coming through. Yeah, I think it's his experience head on him. You know, he, he just they just somehow click with the youngsters. And he took um, he took charge of a couple of games last season because Mark wasn't very well. He got COVID and Aidy got COVID, so he took charge of a couple of games. And and we, you know, he didn't even change the style of football that we played. He just stuck to what he knew and what he's been training with the lads. And I, I think with his experience and his head, he, he's 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 the calm one on the bench. I think you've got. Uh, Dennis, who's the calm one. You've got Mark Robbins, who's the middle one. And then you've got Aidy Vidas, who just flips his lid at anything. Um, you know, you wouldn't want to mess with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, as I say, you, you can see it from the touch lines. You can see it from, you know, what, what we see, you know, in, in videos and things. And, you know, we, we went out to Spain in this, um few few weeks ago for the um, World Cup break. We, we went out and stayed in the hotel with the players. A couple of us just went out for a little break. And, you know, they're all chatting away and they're all enjoying themselves. And you can see the camaraderie they've got within the camp. And I think it, it all comes together through Lawrence, Aidy and, and Robbins, you know, that they've, they've they've jowled them players together to give them that that team. Not, no eye in a team, as you guys know. Um, and, and, you know, you work, they work together as a unit. I think it's pretty obvious so far, Miles, since you've been on. You're, despite initially saying that you think we're, we're probably going to beat you, you seem uh, ever the optimist, like most fans of, of clubs at certain levels, I think, you know, whether it's championship or national league. I'm going to read out a tweet to you, right, from a fellow Coventry fan, uh, Danny Cov 99 right? And he's replied to a Wrexham fan. The Wrexham fan has basically said that he thinks we'd give Coventry's first team a good game um, and we'd try and, but if they play their kids, they could get a hiding. So Danny has replied, we've the most clean sheets in the championship. I'll fact check that with you in a minute. Um, yeah. our, back, our back five is going to be largely unchanged due to a lack of depth, which you've alluded to. Uh, I'm all for optimism, but to think you give our first team a good game is delusional. We'd batter you at full strength. You're a National League side. Put, give me some context around your fellow fans' comments. Uh, as I said, it depends what team he puts out. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, we're probably unbeatable when Callum O'Hare's in there and, and we're firing on all cylinders. Um, we're not firing on all cylinders. Um, Carl McFadzine's out. 
the older brother of your your um, fanzine. He, uh, it's funny, actually, that story. I'll tell you before I carry on with that. Fanz, fanzine got injured in Spain and um, we, we we went past the cafe with him. We were talking to him, him, him and Kelly in the cafe. And uh, we said, oh, what? I bet you're looking forward to playing your brother, aren't you? He says, you ain't believe it. He said, every time I come up against my brother, it's either me injured or, or him injured. And I hear that he's injured as well. And he said, they're both injured. Is that right? He was <laughs> injured and then he's back now. So he, he was oh, back. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah but, but going on to the team, um, a few weeks ago, I, pro- I probably would have said that you, you probably wouldn't you know, you wouldn't beat the first team squad, especially before the World Cup break. Um, we were we were just flying. But now O'Hare's gone. Um, and as I say, the squad isn't big enough. So if that fan's saying, you know, we're going to play the full team, I can't see that we will. I think we'll bring in Howley. He's a, he's a very young lad. He's, he's very good at the back. He's a centre-back. We've got um, Callum Doyle on loan from Man City. You wouldn't believe he's, he's only 18. He's, he's superb. He's just won the Euros with uh, the under-19s with England. Scored the first goal in the final. We've got Jonathan Panzo at the back, who's um, at, come from Forest. So I think Doyle and, and um, uh, uh, Panzo will start. I think Howley will come in there and give Rose a rest, probably. Um, I'll know more on, on Doyle tonight because I'm interviewing him tonight. So um, I'll find out what's going on there. Um, and then, and then your wing backs. You're probably going to have a young, young Jack Burrows. He's 22. He's come through the ranks. He went up to Scotland for a couple of seasons on loan. He's come back, slotted into right back. He's absolutely fitted in there, lovely. Um, and I think if Robbins has got anything, got anything about him, I think he will play Tavares up front. And no one knows Tavares. He's, he's Portuguese. He's very quick. Um, the ball sticks to his feet. Is absolutely rapid. So if you're slow at the back, you're going to struggle against Tavares. But I believe that it will, you know, we'll probably play our veteran, Leon Kelly in the middle, who's come through the ranks from League Two all the way up. Um, so he'll probably get a run out. Um, but, you know, I, 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 <laughs> do you know what? I think it'd be a draw and we'd take a replay because there's replays this year. And uh, then we can come to your ground. I look forward to it. <laughs> Oh, that means we'd have to postpone our game against Bromley for a second or third time. Anyway, Andy, you oh, we don't want you to do that because we want you to get promoted. <laughs> oh, maybe right, we'll see. Uh, Miles, how how vital is is the money from an FA Cup run for the club? I mean, I know all the sort of takeover stuff is is bubbling on in the background. Is, is it sort of do you need to keep the club going week to week, or is is it a bit more solid than that? No, we, we had to sell, I don't know if you know, but we had to sell Dom Hyam in the summer um, for 1.5 million to Blackburn. Um, and that was to pay for the repairs on the pitch because Wasps couldn't right. afford to repair the pitch. So we had to sell a player to pay for the pitch. So as I say, we're, we're probably the third lowest budget in the whole of the, the championship. Um, and, you know, we need the money because of the postponements of the games. Um, we had th- uh, four games postponed. That That's... That's that's the money that would have kept us going, and we wouldn't have had to sell Dom Hyam. Um, so yeah, I'm, your answer to that is yeah, we do need the revenue, and a good cut run would do us good. We could do with um, you know, uh, I don't know, a replay with you guys, or you know, if we get through, we could do with a real you know ch- uh, Premier League team for a change. We, we haven't had one of them for years. I think the last one we had was Chelsea at home, um, but. Yeah, a cup run for us is is massive for us, and especially especially since we haven't had a good cup run since we won the '87 FA Cup final. Oh, so, I you know it. what I mean. We remember need that it. one well, the Dave Bennett final. 
Um, yeah, don't keep vouching, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a couple of housekeeping questions, if you don't mind. A lot of us will be driving due to the train strikes. Is there good parking around there? It seems to be on like a, an estate somewhere. Um, and also where, where to drink. Okay, so you guys come and meet me in Dylan's. Um, yeah. It's Dylan's Broadway. We've got our own beer in there, Sky Blue Army. It's a Sky Blue, Sky Blue um, fan zone. Uh, come and have a chat. I'll be going around with the roving mic and I'll, I'll get a chat with you. Come and have a, you know, we've got music playing. It's fantastic. No no other club in, in the in the country has got a fan zone like it. It's absolutely superb. So all the way fans are more than welcome in there and it's good beer, right. good atmosphere. Um, it's fantastic. They've got loads of screens. They've got six bars. So, um, yeah, that's just behind the ground, actually, where if you come up to the ground and you see Jimmy Hall's statue, you'll see an industrial estate. Behind the industrial estate is um, is Dylan's Brewery. If you Google Maps it, you can see it's literally two minute walk from the ground. It's fantastic. To park wise, you can even park at the ground, but that's about fifteen quid, I think. Um, there are some off-site parking in some football fields close by, um, and then you can park on the industrial estate. Actually, there are some uh, places there that charge. I think it's five or ten pounds to park your car. Or if you want to risk it, you can go into Tesco's car park um, and park in there and risk it for a biscuit or take your receipt, go and get some shopping on your way out and take your food home. Yeah, sounds all right. I don't want to get clamped in Tesco's though. Now, thanks. That, that phone zone sounds great. Um, it's brilliant. You'll, you'll yeah. love it. Google it. Google it. Yeah. Definitely up for that. Liam? Yeah. I'm all for that. Come and have a beer with us. <laughs> I was interested to hear... Um, you mentioned of the um, documentary before. Just be interested to hear more of your thoughts, really, on how that's been received. Because I think it would be <laughs> probably be easy for teams in the uh, football league to forget about us in in recent years. We've been down there so long now. So, yeah, just what your general thoughts were? Oh, it's it's fantastic. Me and my lad, we've we've been watching it, and um, my lad's absolutely hooked on you guys. He's uh, he, he wished that the, he wished that this game was at your ground because he really wants to go. Um, but I mean. Uh, you know, the people I've spoke to that watch it love it. They think it's absolutely brilliant. You know, the high profile you're getting. And it's well deserved, you know, you really do you really do deserve it. And and to have owners like you've got, that's a that's a dream come true, isn't it? You know what I mean? I mean, we, we do this, we do our Sky Blue fans TV for the love of it and everything else. But you know, we 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 were saying, wouldn't it be fantastic if Netflix or Disney Plus came and filmed us lot? It'd be it, our our story is similar to yours, isn't it? You know what I mean? And you know, they, they could write a, a massive documentary about us as well. But you guys, are, you know, it's absolutely superb. I love it that you've, you've got your TV show. I love it that you've got the boys who, who's bought you. And they've really... And the, Do you know what amazes me? When when they first bought it and, and they had a meeting with all you fans, they, they were saying, like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to get you out of the National League. And do you know what? They've stuck to that. And that is fantastic because you don't get... You get someone come in and say, I'm going to I'm going to take over and I'm going to do this. And then a year later, they go, oh, I've got no more money. I can't put it in. These guys have gone in there and, and they're really, really pushing it for you guys. And as I say, me and my lad and, and a lot of fans, I hope you do come up because you really deserve it. It can definitely see the parallels there. I mean, are you feeling optimistic now with the prospect of you know new ownership on the horizon? It, it's taken too long, to be honest with you. I, th- I thought it would have been done by now. Um, I'm very worried, to be fair. Uh, you know, the deal, it, it's been going on about seven or eight weeks now. The deal should be done, really, to be honest. And Mark Robbins, 
he's never Mark Robinson's never had any luck, right? He always says, We've got players lined up, we want to sign the players. And then all of a sudden he comes out and you hear that that player who was lined up has gone somewhere else and he goes, we've missed another player. We've missed another player. I just want that guy to have a bit of luck in his in his career at Coventry City to be able to go, right, I'm going to go and buy that player. I can afford his wages. And we just go and buy those players that he's got his eye on. He's got two players lined up. We don't know who they are. He's got two players lined up because we're desperate. We need someone at the back. We need someone at left wing back. We need someone at right wing back. And... I just want him to have a bit of luck, bless him. You know, yeah. and it's just, and I can, I've just got a funny feeling that it's going to happen again, and he's going to go. We've got no money. I've, there's something not quite right. This deal should have gone through by now. It's just taken way, way too long. Funnily enough, we did um, our takeover was uh, protracted somewhat. I can't quite remember what the holdup was. I'm sure one of the <coughs> other lads will remind me, but I think ours went through in sort of February, March time, mm. similar, and it ended up with. Uh, our manager at the time, Dean Keats, not being able to strengthen the squad quite as much as he wanted to do in January. So, yeah, the parallels seem endless, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I just want I just want him to have a bit of luck, bless him, because he deserves it. He's been here over five years now. It's fantastic, you know. And it, and it, if that was any of us, right, if that was any of us, and, and you, you were, you know, you're in charge and you were going through what he's had to put up with this season and then Birmingham and everything else, you'd walk... You know, you'd walk, you go, I've had enough of this, I'm going. But the guy, I'll tell you, he just needs, he needs 150 million medals, I think. He's just, he's just superb. <laughs> he really is superb. He's great. I've just spent the last two minutes Googling this uh, Sky Blue Tavern at Dylan's Brewery. It's Dylan with a H, D-H-I-L-L-O-N-S. Very yeah. yeah, and we've got the Sky Blue Tavern, it's owned by them. We're there tonight, actually. We've got a forum with two of the players tonight, Jake Bidwell and, and Callum Doyle. Well, you mean you mean the club allow you player access? Yeah, because um, they, the Dillons and Sky Blue Tavern they sponsor us, right. um, so um, they have a deal with the club, and um, they have, have forums, and um, ourselves, Sky Blue Fans TV and Sky Blue Extra, because we're both sponsored by them, uh, we get to host it. Right. So uh, we're not allowed to film it, but we're allowed to take pictures and um, we're allowed to host it. So uh, it's really good. Yeah, we, we've had a few now. It's been a good crap light, you know. No, sounds good. Yeah. Write that on my little list of things to do. and take <laughs> Yeah, so no, no, Miles, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been really interesting, actually, because when you haven't played a team, um, you know, in, in a competitive sort of proper competitive game for such a long time you kind of you can take your eye off the ball a little bit you know I mean mm. I can't, you would have known a great deal about Wrexham had it not been for the documentary you know in a strange strange way so you know it's been a long time since we played you in a competitive game I think there's been a few few friendlies down the years I think off the top of my head um but nothing of any sort of serious serious note so it should make for an interesting matchup I think we're we're all looking forward to it we you know we sold our our allocation and Next to no time, there's been a clamour for more. I can understand why why there has been a clamour, and I understand the reasons that 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 Coventry can't or won't give us any more. You know, because mm. <laughs> ultimately, if yeah. you're you have at this stage, then you know the last thing that you want is oh yeah, there's more away fans and home fans. Um, can you do me a favour though? Can you all do me a favour? Can you not bring French flags? Because Cardiff and Swansea have done it. That's too obvious. It's too cheesy, that. No, no, no. no it's, too, it's, it's awful, man. The Swansea and Cardiff are doing it. That's enough now. Bored of it. No, no, no. 
Well, no, that, that, I mean, you yeah, know, that ship sailed. That was that so last year, quite literally. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, will, will you will you guys be going full strength? Do you think? Um. Yes. Um. Andy, uh, to uh, his his sort of meagre nature, last week said he wanted a glorious failure. Um. I'm not on board with him. I would like to win, and then I'd have a glorious failure in the next round where, you know, maybe we get a larger allocation somewhere else. I don't know. But I can understand it because because of the nature of our league and the desperation to get out of it. But I'm just trying to bookend it for what it is, which is a good day out to replace a, a large proportion of our fans. You know, ne- well, we, we never, we've never played in this ground. You know, some of us were at the old Highfield Road, but a large majority of them going you know, wouldn't have ever seen Wrexham play Coventry. So it's going yeah. to be a good day, I think. I think we will be relatively full strength. I just don't see him making any tweaks. I, I think it'll be a case of you've got the job done over Christmas, lads. Here's your reward. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Can't, I can't see him deviating for that. And it's it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, don't situation. If, if one or two players gets injured, you know, God, God forbid any of the star, star strikers, it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done this. You should have done that. But, you know, I think Robbins was at the Solly Old game yesterday. I would like to think Parky or somebody had spies at Coventry the day before yesterday. Um, so, that, you know, each side has been watched. It'll just be interesting to see what news comes out now regarding how how much of a strength team they both sides go out, really. So it'll be yeah. interesting. But go on, Miles, give us your prediction. Give us your prediction. Um, I'm, I'm going to go... Do you know what? I'm going to sit on the fence for a change. I don't normally do, but I'm going to sit on the fence, go for a draw, and we'll have a replay at yours. Oh, he's after that replay for his lad. Yeah, just for me, lad. It'd be great for us yeah, both to come. Yeah. And I need a fridge magnet as well because I collect yeah. fridge magnets every ground I go to. So I need a fridge magnet. I'll, I'll I'll find out if they've got any. I've got to go to the club shop tomorrow to get me ticket. If there's a, if there's a fridge magnet, Miles, I'll bring you one down. Brilliant. I mean, as I say, I'll be in Dylan's from about um, well, it's our five kickoff, and it's so we'll be in Dylan's from about half two. We will, and I live stream about four o'clock. So okay. you come and join us, and we'll get you on it. Be ace. Happy days. We'll do that. Um, yeah, fridge magnet, right. Stick it on my to-do list. Um, Andy, what's your prediction? Um, glorious failure prediction? Uh, we're going to gloriously take the lead and then they're going to gloriously beat us 3-1. But it will be heroic. be like the Alamo. Um, yeah, <laughs> all things for all men. Music. Uh, sirens. French <laughs> the odd French fag. Liam? Well, in an actual, in a massive shock to everyone, I'm actually going to be there. So uh, the boy who never leaves Wrexham is going to Coventry, attracted by the bright lights. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go for same as Miles, actually. I think it's going to be a one-all draw. I've got echoes of the Brighton game in sort of, was it 2011, 2012? Uh, and then bring them back to our place, which I'm sure Andy will be very, very happy about. Oh, Reese, what are you saying? Uh, I think we'll go down to a heroic defeat. Maybe three flowing game, three two. Jesus, two defeats and two draws. I'm going to have to break. <laughs> I'm going to go for a two-one Wrexham win. Go on then, we'll have that. That's yeah. barely even. That's a cross cross section of results there. Happy with that. Great stuff. Um, yeah, happy days, Miles. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, thanks for having us on. I will, I will go and find a fridge magnet, failing that, I'll try and make you one. I don't know I'm going to do that. Um, I'm looking at my fridge now. I've got a Wales in Qatar one, which is short-lived. You don't want that. Um, I'll find you one. We'll find you one. Not a problem at all. Brilliant.
Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us on, guys. Thanks again to Miles from Sky Blues Fans TV for his time. Uh, really looking forward to that game uh, on the weekend. Now, um, Notts County is really turning into, as it has been for a while, a two-horse race. So is that been a bit unfair to Chesterfield, Andy? Because apart from that mad week where they lost three games, they've got another incredible winning streak and they're still within touching distance. Yeah, every time you think you've, you've, you've shaken them off, you look at the results and they've, they've come back and they've won again. Actually, if they if they beat us... And win their game in hand, they're actually only a point behind us. So, no, I don't think you can write off Chesterfield. It's quite unprecedented, this, isn't it? Three clubs really going for it. And, you know, I keep saying about this glorious failure at Coventry. The reason I want that is because we've got a strong enough squad that we could win the league, win the FA Trophy and have a good FA Cup run. But the fact that County is so strong and Chesterfield are so strong... I don't think we can afford to fight on three fronts. So I'd like to get rid of at least one of these fronts. And I think, I think for me, the FA Cup is the most expendable. Um, I think the trophy's got merit for keeping some of our fringe players fit. And as long as it doesn't impinge on us missing games and having too many to catch up towards the end of the season, I'm all right to stay in that. Now we've, got, now we've sort of come through the Scunthorpe test. But yeah, County is strong. Chesterfield is strong. It means that you know, in true Wrexham form, we can't have the procession to the title, which we may have thought we were going to get when we spent all that money, you know, over the last couple of transfer windows. But, you know, that's the way that we're going to do it. And I think I think we are still going to win the league. I think County have, have a sort of penchant for maybe having the odd dodgy result every now and again. Well, I just think we're relentless. We may not play as silky football as them, but we find a way to win. And in the end... That's probably that's gonna be what we need to keep us, you know, to take us through. A Andy, is point. that is that noise that tapping noise? Your 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 endless emails coming into the daily Star mouse. That is my Slack uh, notifications telling me that told me that a famous Scottish musician has died. So famous, I didn't see his his actual um, name. Well, it's not on the proclaimers, is it? Uh. Alan Rankin has died. Oh, no. Oh, bloody hell. Sounds like a Dean Alan Rankin. (laughs) Black and white picture of him. Right, don't worry about that. Carry on. (laughs) Commiserations. Ageist Andy. Ageist Andy in the house. Commiserations. And I hope you didn't hear you first. By the time you get this podcast out, I highly doubt it. Um, But, yeah. um, What about you, uh, Liam? What are your thoughts about Notts County? You getting growing in confidence that we can see him off? I think so, yeah. I, I'm, it's not like me to get optimistic, but I think I'm more prone to it in the last season or two. It's just the fact that they're, you know, they're conceding goals, conceding them against Oldham, who, as we all know, haven't exactly set the world alight this season. I think, whereas since the introduction of Tunnicliffe, we've looked better in defence, they're sort of in the position we were last season of having to outscore teams because perhaps their defence isn't the best. Um, it, it is a bit of an unprecedented situation, though, in that you could end... I think someone pointed out, I, I think it would be a stretch with Woking, but you could possibly have four teams with over 90 points. Um, as I said, I can't see Woking quite getting over the 90-point mark, but the competition is ridiculous. 
um which is why i think you know draw it back to an analogy you know when we lost out to fleetwood i think we've got to be the fleetwood this year and actually we do have the resources to do it which is why when Notts county drop points are said that's only a good result if we win against solihull and thankfully we did so let's hope we can continue doing that tim a brief last word for you what are you give us give us an optimistic note to end on maybe uh, optimistic note to end on we're going to progress in the fa cup much to andy's chagrin um, or penchant, or whatever the, whatever the word was. Um, I think we will, three of our next five league games are at home, given our home form, you know, nine points straight away. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I just think we're looking good. I think, you know, if there, if there was any sort of first proper psychological blow to land, then it's just been landed with, with, with this Solio six-pointer. It's exactly what it was. You make a st- statement win, you know, scoring seven goals, conceding one against a team that you'd fancy for the playoffs. And that is notoriously difficult to beat. Chesterfield have got to go there. Notts County have got to go there. Uh, I, ju- I just think it's it's unravelling quite nicely for us to, to create a bit of a gap. Be interesting to see where we're at at the end of the month, that's for sure. Indeed. Much to Notts County's chagrin, Wrexham now have a penchant for winning. On that note, uh, goodbye from all of us at Fearless and Devotion. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bon revenu. <laughs> That's welcome. <laughs>